0: Welcome to Excel Radio with Dr. Nick Zarowski, where we talk with world-class entrepreneurs, executives, and health experts who have unlocked the secrets to Excel health and performance. Hi, this is Dr. Nick Zarowski, your health and performance expert. In today's show, we have a very fascinating topic, and this is the top strategies to all-day energy. Also on this show, I have a guest named Mark who is going to help me dig into this topic. Would you like to introduce yourself to the audience, Mark?
1: Absolutely, Nick. Thanks for having me today. Um, A little bit about myself. I'm actually a registered nurse. I have a number of years of inpatient and emergency care. Um, I also have, I would say, an always growing interest to educate myself about true health and nutrition. Going into uh, the Western medical model, um, I would say that I always try to eat well, but after, I would say, through your assistance, Nick, after really starting to delve deeper into the subject of true health and nutrition, especially energy, I realized that what everyone is being taught is actually setting them up for failure. So that's kind of the negative side of things. The positive positive side is uh, what are we here for today? Nick? We're we're here to um, increase nutrition and energy.
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, this is something that people really need. I know that a lot of the, uh, clientele that I work with, it's very important for them to have all day energy. It's very important for them to be able to go into the office and, and be able to perform at their best. You know, they're managing people and they have, they have different things going, so many different things going on that, uh, it, it, takes a lot more out of them than it does the typical individual because their brains are just going in so many different directions. So a lot of times they're finding themselves just crashing midday and crashing at night. You know, even if you're a mom at home and you're taking care of your kids, you'll find, you know, your kids are running circles around you and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, I have no energy. How are they doing it? Well, Today in this show, that's what we want to do is help you get more energy. But I feel that what we need to talk about first here in order to tell you how to get more energy, we have to talk about the things that are actually destroying your energy because that is, I mean, it's going to be the key to actually having more energy is removing the things that are inhibiting your energy. And so what we're going to start with in this whole conversation is the topic of sugar And the reason for that is because it's an anti-nutrient. It's robbing you of your nutrient stores that give you energy. It's causing your blood sugar to just go out of control. And one of the most important things that you need to do if you want to have all day energy is to have a balanced blood sugar level. If you're finding that your blood sugar is just going up and down all day, you're going to have highs and lows all day. You're going to find yourself crashing after meals and crashing, um, you know, at all times of the day. So, In order to have all-day energy, we need to balance the blood sugar level. So let's talk about sugar. See, in the early years... Back in 1700, the average individual consumed about four pounds of sugar a year. And in the 1800s, people started consuming about 18 pounds of sugar per year. In the 1900s, it's estimated that the average person actually ate 90 pounds of sugar per year. And in 2009, the average individual individual consumes about 150 pounds of sugar per year. So that means that half of our society today consumes about a half a pound of sugar per day. Which is drastically different from back in the 1700s. Most of this is unnatural sugar, so it's not even you know good quality sugar. It's you know things such as high fructose corn syrup and, and um, many different uh, man-made sugars, if you will. And these sugars, a lot of people are thinking to themselves right now that, well, I don't do that. I don't consume that much sugar. That's crazy, you know, but you're thinking about taking sugar out of the sugar bowl and putting it into your food. But the fact is that there's a lot of things that you're eating on a daily basis that is is just loaded with sugar or turning to sugar in your body. So there's a lot of hidden sources of sugar. And for me who, you know, I've been on a no sugar diet many a times and when the first time that I ever did it, it was like the most frustrating thing for me because you go to the grocery store and you realize there's sugars in There's sugar in everything. There's sugar in things you would never even imagine. So, for instance, like you pick up a container of salt and for some reason it has sugar in it. Uh, Those little salt packets that you typically see at restaurants, those have sugar in it. Um, You pick up a can of tomato sauce full of sugar. And then, you know, those are the things that aren't – I mean you would never think of those having sugar in it now there are there are sources of sugar that are a little bit more obvious, but people think it 's healthy so you could look at like the fruit juices where the average fruit juice has about twenty four grams of sugar now of course that 's a healthier source of sugar however it 's still a massive dose of sugar and and If you were to look back at our ancestors, you know they didn't they didn 't squeeze like fifteen oranges and put it in a cup and drink it. They would just eat the orange so you wouldn 't go and eat fifteen oranges, so to take the sugar juice from you know 15 oranges and put it in a cup. That's a very uh, unnatural thing for our body to be able to handle. We're really not designed to handle that. So a lot of these canned and prepackaged foods that we see at the grocery stores are full of sugar and all the processed foods. Of course, the fruit juices, as I just mentioned, and the list goes on and on.
1: And you know, Nick, one other thing that people probably don't really think about is, is for instance, uh, lattes. Uh, you know, you go to Starbucks. Oh yeah any of these places i mean i'm kind of a a very plain jane person so i don't like these added sugars i just get you know straight basically just coffee and milk right but people love these these white mochas okay the small one has 29 grams of sugar if you get a large mocha a white mocha 75 grams of sugar wow um and and then another thing people might do is hey i'm gonna have a breakfast bar you know it's good energy good whole grains good protein you know um, Kellogg's nutri Bar, 13 grams of Sugar Nick, um, and while we're on the topic of, of uh, bread and wheat and that sort of thing, there's something called a Pepsi Challenge, which basically compares a 12-ounce can of Pepsi to a piece of whole wheat bread, and what this does is it looks at your blood glucose level at one hour, 90 minutes, and two hours after drinking the can of Pepsi or eating the piece of bread. Interestingly enough, what was found is that um, blood sugar levels are actually higher 90 minutes and 2 hours after afterwards with the piece of whole wheat bread as compared to the 12-ounce can of Pepsi.
0: Wow. So what you're saying here is that one piece of wheat bread actually raises your blood glucose levels longer and higher than drinking a can of Pepsi?
1: That's exactly what I'm saying, there.
0: Wow, that's crazy. Um, you know, and, and that's the thing where people aren't really seeing uh, the hidden sugars that are in things because this bread's breaking down into your body as uh, sugar. So, you know, we, we think of the obvious like a can of soda, but however, we don't think of the starchy carbs in the in the breads that people are waking up and eating these bagels and all that uh, first thing in the morning. It's just breaking down as sugar, but. Well, you're on the uh topic of, you know, of drinking the different sodas such as Pepsi, it's important to know that, you know, we see this slick marketing on TV of these, you know, athletes just drinking cans of Pepsi and Monsters and all that and you know they're they're having the best performance of their life and and that's not true because these people aren't stupid they don't consume a bunch of sugary drinks they don't drink monsters on a regular basis they're doing whatever they can in order to increase their performance and you know if you were to see their diet and you were to see the ways that they actually eat not what like slick marketing tactics is trying to you know convey on TV you would be blown away these people have very clean diets they probably have like absolutely no sugar in their diet at all and um it's it's really interesting so don't get don't get like caught up in the slick marketing tactics but also um you know there's a little bit there's there's more to that and that really goes into the sugar free sodas right
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, and something that a, a really good point I'd like to make right now is that this does not mean just because we're telling you to avoid sugar, it does not mean that you should go out and buy diet, sodas, um, sugar-free, anything, okay? Without getting into too great a detail here, basically these things can trick your brain and in the end, you actually end up craving sugar more than you had before, which therefore leads to weight gain and um, you know decreasing your energy.
0: Right, exactly, and these also these sugar free sodas. I mean, they're sweetened with the aspartame and these fake sugars, which are actually linked to many neurodegenerative disorders such as Parkinson's, and you know they destroy the basal ganglia in the body and lead to Parkinson's and then Alzheimer's and these things too. So yeah, you got to watch out for the the sugar free. If you think that you're doing yourself a favor, like you got to run the other way with those. Yeah, absolutely. The thing is, is that sugar has a really bad addictive um, effect on our body. It almost acts as a drug. Now, if you were to take cocaine, for instance, and you were to take sugar and you were to get a scan of the brain, they they light up a lot of the same areas of the brain and it does a lot of the same type of – it's a lot of the same type of stimulus within the brain. Now, it's not exactly the same, but let's go into it a little bit. So when you consume sugar, this sweet taste hits your your the receptors on your tongue. It goes up the brainstem, and then it's processed in an area of the brain known as the cerebral cortex. And when it goes there, it activates the reward system and sends out this massive electrical and chemical um, uh, surge across your brain. And what happens after this is you get a big dopamine release. So this reward system... It activates dopamine, you get this dopamine release, and then you you continue to crave sugar because the, the dopamine is a pleasure response. So that's why drug abusers they get this they get this pleasure response and they want to do it again and again. Now, if you were to take cocaine, it, it releases dopamine in the body in a very you know violent way. And so, um, obviously, sugar doesn't do that quite the same. You're not gonna have that huge dopamine release as if it was a drug. However, it's the same type of thing. And in order to prove this to you, try going off of sugar. You know, if you don't think that sugar is a drug to your body, if you don't think that sugar, acts in the brain as a drug then go off sugar you get these cravings you get headaches and um, you know it just it it doesn't go too well but the good news is is that it only takes about four days for these cravings to wear off so if you go on a no sugar diet a lot of people just want to give up right away because it's so bad but the cravings and you know the headaches and all that it only lasts about four days because um, and it's not as if you're going to have a headache for four days, but um, the cravings last about four days because that dopamine is slowly, it's being released in lesser and lesser levels. So you begin to not crave it as much, but it's very important to have your, your blood sugar under control because it's very, very important for all day energy. As I already had mentioned to you, because if if is from a physiological perspective, if your blood sugar is just going and spiking and dipping and spiking and dipping, it's very hard on your body. And sugar is not a good energy source, which we'll get into in a minute.
1: Yeah. And and so one other thing we need to talk about here is sugar and disease. Okay. So what sugar does is increase the acidity level in the body. This leads to inflammation. Um, what this, Subsequently, leads to things like cancer. The, the big one that everybody knows about, of course, is diabetes, um, arthritis, heart disease, right. nerve, nerve pain, that sort of thing. Um, and really, you know, if you want to avoid these diseases, one simple thing that you can do is simply decrease or, or completely avoid sugar in your
0: diet. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And now let's shift gears a, a little bit here because we're talking about what not to do, but let's start talking about what you can do in order to have all-day energy in order to um, you know, have your body function uh much more efficiently basically is what it comes down to. So, let's let's uh talk about fat first. So, your cells in your body they have two things that they can burn for energy it's either sugar or fat and we're already removing the sugar out of our diet right because sugar burns is a dirty fuel whereas a good quality fat burns very clean so if you want to have this all day energy like our ancestors did back in the day, as their, their bodies were burning fat, then it's very important to decrease the sugar and increase the fat. Because the good thing is, is that if you're if you're burning fat for energy, you're not gonna have these highs and lows. Like I said, it's a very sustainable energy source and it's a very good, clean, quality energy source. So you want to be a fat burner. And when you are burning fat on a regular basis, there's there's a couple really good side effects to that, and that is that you're gonna lose some lose some weight in the mean Time because if you're burning fat then clearly it's coming from somewhere and it's it's coming from all that excess fat that you might be storing on your body so you want to burn fat on a regular basis in and, and avoid the sugar because the sugar is just robbing you of your energy so the next question that you might have though is how to become a fat burner and the way that you become a fat burner is by increasing the amount of good fats in your diet and of course removing the sugar from your diet and the starchy carbs so In order to have this good dietary shift and start burning fuel or burning fat for energy, what you want to do is you want to change your diet to look a little bit something like this. You wanna have a high fat diet that's somewhere around sixty to eighty percent fat high fat diet. You want to have around a moderate amount of protein every day, which is normally about fifteen to thirty percent of your diet, and then a lower carbohydrate level, which is about ten to twenty percent of your diet. And this is really exceptional for all-day energy. And as I mentioned before, the good news is is that when you're giving your body the nutrients that it needs, and you're taking out all the garbage, you're not going to have these highs and lows. But you're also going to reduce the inflammatory in the pr- process in the body, which is going to reduce your chances of getting dis- diseases like Mark was just mentioning about the diabetes and the cancer and all that so um, now the, the next topic is all fats are not created equally and that's very important to mention here because there is, there's good fats and there's bad fats
1: oh yeah definitely Nick so let's talk first about bad fats okay? then we'll get to the positive side of things here so bad fats, trans fats genetically modified vegetable oils, corn oil, canola oil, soybean oil, cottonseed oil, avoid these right. fats like the plague, okay? And, and it's very difficult to do, let me tell you, if you're really trying to do it. there. I mean, it's in everything processed, prepackaged food, um, things like fast food, frozen frozen dinners, um, salad dressing, chips, crackers, everything that's processed has these fat, fat fats in it. And all this does, Nick, is really lead to inflammation in the body.
0: Right, exactly. So you got to make sure that you're choosing your fats wisely because they're not all created equal. Now, some good sources of of and good quality fats come from a lot of animal products. So you look if you're looking at. Um, um, you know raw grass fed milk and dairy you know that includes the cheese, the yogurt those have tons of tons of good fat in it now when you 're looking towards eating animal products such as beef or chicken or eggs, you know those also have a ton of really good fats in it too, but you have to make sure that you are eating beef that is um pasture raised not raised in a you know in a big uh, barn somewhere fed grain so you want to have a pasture raised uh source of beef that is also being fed grass um and the same goes for your chicken the same goes for your eggs you want to have cage-free chicken cage-free chicken eggs as well because those like i said they're excellent sources of fat but you have to make sure that the sources are, are good too. Wild caught seafood is very good. Shellfish, um, especially oily fish like sardines, mackerel, and salmon. Those have a lot of DHA in them as well, which is good for your brain. So. Let's keep going here. So, avocados is uh, is a good source. Um, you know, eating the eating the uh, the yogurt in the um, dairy products, uh, increasing good fats such as uh, coconut oil. Any type of coconut, anything is really good for you. If you're eating coconut chips, full fat coconut milk, the coconut oil, and uh, if you increase that, it's gonna all very much. In a positively w- positive way, turn you into a fat burner. And the other thing that you have to be able to do is have really good ways to start implementing these different fats into your diet some people are probably thinking right now okay here's all these good fats but you know how do i implement that into my diet you're talking about coconut oil you're talking about grapeseed oil and all these things and you just start doing it little by little you know you could start your day off with a fat packed smoothie Um, one of the things that i love to do is have a uh, is uh, a, like a, a good uh, almond milk smoothie with avocado in it. And that has it, the almond milk that I get is made from raw almonds. And then the uh, avocado is another good source of fat. You know, you can make any type of smoothie and put excellent, good fats in it. You can use the, the coconut milk that is um, full fat and it's loaded with high quality fats as well.
1: Oh, definitely, Nick. One other thing is is really say goodbye to uh, egg white omelets, okay? You really need to be eating faster raised eggs, okay, uh, with the bright orange yolks, good healthy cholesterol there. Another thing is sauteing foods in, in good solid saturated fats such as coconut oil. Um, I've really started to use coconut oil a lot more in my life and i would say initially it's a little bit of a you know you have to get used to it a little bit but right. after a while it, i mean you really start it really starts to grow I and mean, and i absolutely love it
0: yeah i don't find myself even noticing it anymore i'm not a big coconut person personally i don't i'm not a huge fan of all the coconut uh flakes and in, in the in the um you know Coconut, full fat coconut milk, just to drink it plain. However, you know, putting the coconut oil in food and sauteing it up, um, you know, I don't even notice that anymore. I, you know, back in the day, I probably did when I first changed over from using butter, for instance, but it's not something that I even recognize. Another way that you can increase some really good fats is by using, uh, drinking bone broth every day. That's something that is an excellent source of good fats. And you can, when you make that bone broth, you can use some uh, darker uh, cuts of meats using things such as uh, liver in the bone broth is a very good source of you know enzymes and, and fats. And so bone broth is excellent. And then, you know, of course, just plain old avocados is is excellent, which we talked about eating guacamole. Um, and then, if you are a type of person who really wants to get this fat burning process going within the body, you can go ahead and just start really pushing the fats. And you know, first of all, of course, get rid of the sugar because you're not going to ever get this fat burning process going if you're consuming sugar and a lot of it. But if you want to really get this fat burning process going, you can just straight up eat fats. One of the things that I've done before when I was trying to get into the ketogenic state following a ketogenic diet is in order to push that fat burning process in the body, which takes some time by the way. It takes about two weeks to get your body to switch over. But one of the ways that you can really speed it up is by pushing the fats by just consuming like a spoonful of um, grass-fed butter or coconut oil and – um or mixing those directly in with like a whey protein or something like that, that's one way that you can easily uh, increase the fats and push it and get your body to start pushing those, pushing that fat burning process uh, much quicker. Now, one of the things is too is that when you're traveling, a lot of people find that it's difficult in order to have these good fats while traveling because especially when you go to restaurants, they're cooking with all bad fats. But it's a very easy to just – start implementing these into your traveling as well because you know I work with a lot of clients that live on airplanes like they literally are traveling at least once a week on an airplane sometimes they're even they're even traveling two to three times a week on an airplane so what I do is I come up with solutions for them as well and so Some of the big things that they have to do is they have to prepare. They have to prepare healthy snacks such as nuts and hard boiled eggs, grass fed jerky, and different things that they can take with them on the road in order to um, have these good fats. The next big strategy that we have for you today in order to increase your energy is to start alkalizing. And to begin understanding more about why certain foods boost your energy and certain foods, rob you of energy, let's go into the basics of science for a minute. So the basic pH scale ranges from zero to 14. Zero is highly acidic and 14 is highly alkaline or basic and seven is neutral. So our bodies need to be in a slightly alkaline state in order to perform optimally. Specifically, you need to maintain about a 7.35 to a 745 Um, balance in your body for you to have a lot of energy. And here's why. Because acidic blood deprives our body of energy. Your blood becomes more like sludge when you are acidic and it's unable to carry the oxygen that your body needs to be able to function efficiently. So the more acidic you are, it means the less oxygen, which next in turn leads to no energy. So you have to avoid the acid forming foods in your diet. And a lot of the foods that we were talking about that are full of sugar are also the acid forming foods including sugar itself. So, you know, you look at the refined grains, the sodas, the, um, the, uh, um, caffeine, the alcohol, all those things are very, very acidic to the body. So the more acidic you are, the less energy you're going to have. So if you want to Do one of you know one of the most easiest things uh, that you can do in order to start boosting your energy? Start paying attention to your um, acidity level, and you can also um, just start alkalizing. So for me, there's alkalizing foods that you can consume that put your body in more of an alkalized state, and you could look those up on the internet or you can find them in the show notes. But one of the things that I like to do because, um, you know, it's not always reasonable when you wake up in the morning to start eating celery or something like that. Um, what you can do is just consume a green drink. And I personally like to do that myself. We have one that uh, we use in our clinic and it's called Essentia Greens. And you can actually find that in um, in the New Vision Health Center store. So the Essentia Greens is just a alkalized, alkalizing drink that's just packed full of um, tons and tons of greens that just takes your body from that acidic state and puts it into the alkalized state very quickly.
1: Oh, definitely, Nick. And uh, just to, you know, further touch on that, just eating fresh fruit, fruits and vegetables throughout the day is really going to help as well. Um, you know, none of these canned peaches or anything like that. that right. You really have to go fresh. You have to eat things with lots of nutrients.
0: Right. Right, exactly, and and that's the thing too is that like I was mentioning, the the foods that alkalize you are the raw foods. It is the it is the fresh food. So you know, increasing your amount of good raw veggies is how you're going to alkalize as well. So, if you were going to if you wanted to start increasing your uh raw vegetable intake there's one thing that you can do really quickly, and that is to go to the new vision health center website and just uh enter your email address and you're going to be able to download one of our free ebooks one of this ebook that i'm talking about specifically it's the superfoods ebook the superfoods has A bunch of really nutrient dense foods in it that are going to skyrocket your energy obviously eating them raw is going to be better but um, uh, if you want to increase your energy on a daily basis you want to start consuming these raw foods that are very very nutrient dense and some of these foods are things such as kale and uh, broccoli they are just loaded and loaded with tons and tons of nutrients and for the next tip that we have today We're going to talk about something extremely simple, and that is just drinking eight ounces of filter water upon rising. So you should drink about eight eight eight-ounce glasses of water every single day, as you already know. But... Instead of grabbing the coffee in the morning or grabbing uh, whatever else you're drinking, tea or you know, whatever it may be, just grab the water. Drink drink eight ounces of filtered, good, clean, filtered water before you grab your coffee or, and do anything that's going to put your body into an acidic state. Grab the water or grab an alkalizing drink as well. That's another good, another good thing that you could do in order to just have that abundance of energy as soon as you spring out of bed. People who implement that simple little trick, they tell me all the time, like they can't believe what a difference it makes.
1: One other good tip, of course, is exercise. So really just, just people just, just getting up and moving. If you, you know, most people have desk jobs. You're sitting in a car. You're sitting at home. You really just have to get up and move. You have to exercise. This really increases blood flow, helps oxygenate your brain, increases your energy. Um, you know, I also recently just started an exercise called CrossFit, which is basically high-intensity oh, yeah. and- interval training Um, and I know you talked about this in a previous episode so I'm not going to go into great detail but just to give everybody a little bit of taste of what high intensity interval training can do for you it actually burns sugar during the workout and then it burns fat for up to 38 hours after your workout so this is just an absolutely fantastic way to keep your body in a fat burn mode
0: Right, definitely. And if you want to learn more about that, listen to episode seven because we really dive into the high intensity interval training. But uh, you're spot on there where you got to get out, you got to get moving. If you're having the desk job, you need to get up once an hour, get some fresh air. You just need to move. It's it's very um, just built into our genetics, into our genetic code that we need to move. If you look back – at our ancestors, like I've mentioned several times in this episode, you know these guys were out running around all day. They were chasing animals for food. They were they were foraging for berries, and and you know that's just the way of life. Now, if you look back to what we do today, just sitting in front of a computer for hours and hours, very very different thing here. So, getting out, get moving. It's 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 literally a lacking nutrient. Anything that is essential to the human body that is lacking or anything that's essential to the human body is a nutrient and so exercise is essential to the human body so it's a nutrient and it's very much lacking in today's society. Now the last thing that I want to talk about is testing. So. If you want to really hone in on what's going on with your body and why you don't have any energy, it's important to just get tested. You know, it's something that I do a ton in New Vision Health Center because it gives us a very uh, detailed way to find out why somebody doesn't have any energy. So, obviously, all these tips that we just gave you here are going to help you increase your energy. But if you're if you're lacking some type of essential nutrient or some type of essential mineral or whatever it may be in your diet and you don't do the right things to replenish it, then you're going to just not have energy. So for instance, like CoQ10 is something that's very important for our the, the health of our heart. It's very important for energy production and it's something that's lacking in a lot of people when I do testing on them. You know, they have CoQ10 deficiencies. So, you know, that is one of the fuels to our body that gives us energy. So if you have that deficiency, it's pretty hard to build up your energy source in your body um, if you don't even have some of the basic raw materials to, to build energy. So just to do a quick recap here. On the things that you need to do to have all-day energy one is decrease your sugar intake and your starchy food intake right increase good fats because you want to start turning into a fat burner and you want to start utilizing fat as a fuel in your body you need to start alkalizing because your body does not perform well in an acidic state you need to incorporate raw foods and superfoods into your diet because the raw foods and superfoods are the most nutrient dense. They have the the, the, the most raw materials that your body needs in order to have energy all day. You need to drink at least eight eight ounce gla- eight-ounce glasses of water per day. One in the morning before you have anything else. Drink one glass of water in the morning before a coffee or anything else. And then, of course, get moving and then consider getting some testing done.
1: Oh, definitely, Nick. Those are all very good points. Um, and, you know, this is all very fantastic information. And and personally, I plan on implementing a lot of it in my life as well. Um, but I really just want to say thank you and have a great day.
0: Yeah, and thanks for coming on the show, Mark. The All this stuff that we talked about today – it's absolutely absolutely incredible for all day energy. Now, if you also want to lose weight, anything we talked about here is incredible for weight loss. So, you know, obviously the purposes of us giving this information to you is to so that you can just you know perform at a higher level level all day and have all day energy. But if you also want to lose weight, do these things. These are gonna help you have weight loss uh, like you've never believed. So I hope you enjoyed these tips and strategies, and I look forward to bringing you many more in the coming up episodes. So um, implement these, and I look forward to hearing some good feedback from people on it. And until then, take care and have a nice day. If you want more information to multiply your health and simplify your lifestyle, visit our website at excelpodcast.com. Until next time, have an outstanding day.